0: Hello and welcome to Video Game Exploder, our new podcast where we explore the origins of video games and hope to get a Netflix series out of
1: it. I'm Chris. (laughs) And I'm Nick. Each episode of 25 Cents, we'll be talking about the games we've tried, other games we keep going back to, and what we think might be great games to check out if you've got kids.
0: You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at goodstuff.fm. I didn't time that one quite right. There's a little technical issues, I guess, with the hitting the right mark on our <laughs> intro. Kyle's message of I owe you a message on Discord distracting <laughs> me. But, uh, Kyle, no worries, Kyle. Come on. Kyle. So what's uh what's new in Wildfire wildfire corner? I've got timers now. I actually on my stream deck I put little timers. So we've got two minutes for this. I'm gonna see how oh, we do Oh, so we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna be a little more compliant to our
1: our numbers that we've we've promised ourselves our in, in the show dog. doc. Yeah, let's let's try it. Uh not not much to report. It's been, you know, gray and hazy and socked in, hovering around uh one seventy AQI last few days, but my wife reports that rain has just started hitting the windows upstairs uh, so that is Ooh. predicted to help at least the Seattle area clear out the last of this uh, fine particulate smoke um, and and we can hopefully go outside this weekend without protection is
0: AQ is it what is it Aqi yeah, is
1: air, the- air quality index, index? it is uh, it is sure. a oh, complicated. Yeah combination of factors and there's you'll see different numbers for the same geographical area because it's are you talking about 2.5 nanometer particles or 10, 10 nanometer particles versus gas versus smoke it's like a bunch of factors that all get mathed together and different agencies have different standards so like your state might have a different one than the, the federal one or the international one anyway and the americans have a different i'm I'm sure uh at least hey at least (laughs) it's it's metric right i mean nanometers are (laughs) nanometers everywhere um but yeah it's so i think we went from we were maroon earlier in the week which is very unhealthy and now we're just red unhealthy so it should should get get us back to orange and then yellow and then green over the next couple days um i think portland area folks are still uh um had, had it much worse and still have it much worse because there's actual active fires nearby still.
0: And uh in in unrelated news to fire, this we got twenty seconds now to talk about the fact that everyone's freaking out about TikTok. I just thought I'd throw this out there. Just if you need to download TikTok before the US government takes it away from <laughs> the world, I guess. I don't know. This is it's just I, weird. I thought they were gonna <laughs> make
1: <laughs> like Microsoft buy it and then Oracle was gonna buy it and now it's like banned yeah. on the App Store, but the mobile version will still work <laughs> or something it's it's such a weird oh uh oh there's even audio you didn't hear that
0: though i don't think hey my stream deck just beeped at me when two minutes oh so there you go i'll have to pipe that through somehow all right anyways so so moving on we're gonna skip kids corner this week we don't have time for it (laughs) all
1: right we don't have time for kids (laughs) uh i think i think it's the kid (laughs) tends to be the other way around right the the kids will the kids will use your time uh one way or another um yeah so I don't know did you watch the um g- getting into switch corner did you watch their the September Nintendo Direct mini partner showcase
0: No I didn't I forgot and missed it so what was happening So uh, what why don't you fill
1: fill us in the so uh, highlights The difference yeah you know, this is different from the mini directs that announced some of the Mario stuff that we've talked about on recent episodes So the Partner Showcase means non-Nintendo developers. And um, there are a bunch of uh, big studio names in there, uh, EA, Capcom, others. But just rattling through real quick, all a bunch of games either out right now, coming out this Christmas, or coming out in the spring. There was Monster Hunter Rise. Wings of Ruin, Fitness Boxing 2, Disgaea 6, Empire of Sin, Sniper Elite 4, The Long Dark, PGA Tour 2K21, Hades, Wonderworld, Rune Factory 5, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, a lot of these look like games I would not play. They're not not from my genre. They're a lot of the sort of um, uh, kind of uh, Japanese anime style action RPG uh, options, which just not mm-hmm. not my game, uh, but if you're into those series, um, like the Monster Hunter series or um, uh, Discus series, I imagine you know if you love the previous one, you'll you'll pick up the next entry. Um, one of the interesting ones that jumped out at me, um, and this is available on other platforms, not just Switch, is Empire of Sin, which is like a prohibition era gangster strategy RPG um a couple things that are interesting about it it's rated m which i feel like usually doesn't fit on switch but you know like i said multiple platform and it's by um by the romeros so that's uh what john romero of doom Mm. fame oh yeah and uh, doom and quake and Brendan romero of the wizardry series going way back um and it's funny because i actually without realizing who it was by started taking like a, a LinkedIn learning uh, course on like game design that my son was curious about because he wanted to learn about, you know, how to make a good uh, board game uh, for his friends. And so we, we've been listening to her lectures on the topic and, you know, now here's, here's a latest in, in one of her uh, game designs, which is pretty interesting. Um not not too much else I would ho- highlight here. Um, I don't. Did you ever play Ori in the Blind Forest? I know it was kind of a critical darling.
0: Yeah. No, I never met. I never did. Um, I'm just, <laughs> the video is just playing of Soaring Sheep, which looks interesting. so <laughs> um, I'll pause the video because I'm getting distracted by it. But the uh, yeah, no, it's one of those ones that you hear a lot about mm-hmm. and a lot of chatter about, and then yeah, I never actually got around to, to playing it. So. Yeah, oh, that's coming as well. Or no,
1: the, the sequel, Ori yeah, and coming. the Will of the Wisps, I, or I oh, gather it to be right. the sequel. Um, and then you know, like a, a golf game. I I have not played a a golf game since I owned an an Arnold Palmer uh, CD ROM golf game uh, <laughs> nice. a long time ago. Um, but I mean, I as with most of the EA Sports licenses, you know, they they put out a new one every year, and it's a little bit a little bit better. Uh, just like the the hockey games, I think you've mentioned playing. Um, yeah, I might check it out, but I, I doubt I'm, I doubt I'm going to be playing, uh, golf on the, on the switch anytime soon.
0: Yeah. It's PGA tour 2K1
1: or whatever. 2K, 2K21. 2, 2K21. Yeah. 21. Yeah. So,
0: which I know I've, we, I think we talked about a couple episodes ago and I, I feel like if, if it was, um, if we go back into quarantine and it's winter here, then I could see like PGA tour golf being like a fun, chill game to actually play with kids. It's a multiplayer game where you can each take turns, but you're not like, You don't have to be actively engaged in what you're doing every step of the game. You sort of take your shot or whatever um, and kind of immersiveness, Mm -hmm. I guess, in that sense and fun. But uh, but yeah, it's not definitely not on my radar to like I I think I was lamenting last time about the way too much choice in our household as it is to start adding even more. Right. Right. At this stage.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I mean, it's it's another interesting announcement. Like I said, it's like a short 15 minute series of trailers basically for all of these games and um it it's interesting cuz it feels like this is kind of the direction Nintendo's taking where it's like we're going to do we're just going to hit you monthly with new new stuff coming new stuff coming and they're not busy with the the big console release cycle right now um I don't think we per, either of us particularly interested but you know the the Xbox and PlayStation pricing was just announced and availability dates and you know yeah. I I don't I'm not in the market for either of those devices but I don't know if you are looking at an xbox upgrade or
0: well it's something that like uh, oh i guess see we got 15 seconds here <laughs> the, <laughs> um the uh it's something that like is on my mind and like i've talked with my son about because he was actually going to be he had some birthday money a whole bunch of like sort of teenage birthday money that he'd accumulated over the year and like wanted to maybe buy a build this build his own pc there we go that's five minutes um so we'll switch into pc corner now <laughs> as we transition this but um but then, yeah, seeing like the Xbox and PlayStation stuff come out where like those consoles are like the price of a video card in a PC you're kind of like, like, why don't you just, you could just buy a new Xbox, I guess. Not that we need it. Um, and because we have an Xbox one, it seems to be working just fine until such time that like this generation of consoles as they come out. All the games, the major ones anyways, that we would play are available for both platforms. And the main one that they play on the Xbox is Fortnite. And I don't imagine they're just gonna discontinue Fortnite for the Xbox One and try and force everybody to upgrade. There'll be some nice graphic shader, vertex, whatever those things are called, <laughs> things <laughs> on the Xbox X and PlayStation 5. But like my 13-year-old is not gonna be dying to have those in Fortnite. And so yeah. The I'm if anything, I'm the nerd who's like kind of wanting to keep up and keep the latest greatest or whatever but even i'd had had a hard time justifying an extra 500 bucks for yet another console in our household at this point yeah
1: when i think you had a you had a thread on twitter the other day which was like wait explain to me exactly which version of which of these consoles would i even want (laughs) and uh was it listener j broke it down for you
0: yeah i mean it's it is nice in terms of like especially on the playstation side the consoles are the same there's two of them two models and they just either one has a disc like the spinning disc drive the blu-ray drive and the other one doesn't and so you're you know, buying digital downloads at the mercy of whatever Sony decides to sell them at, always, and mm-hmm. then you never can sell or trade your used ones away. I guess, and so, uh, whereas the Xbox is similar-ish, but they have, in addition to missing the disc drive in the cheaper model, it's also like a slightly degraded, doesn't have HDR, super amazing 4K or something. I forget what the actual oh, okay. designation is, um, but it's cheaper than the cheaper PlayStation model. So it's kind of like you can get like the latest new version console. And that's actually, if anything, that would be what I would lean towards because it's like either I wait for Apple and, and Epic Games to sort out their issues with so that we can play Fortnite again as a family, which is not, again, very low on the priority mm-hmm. list as far mm-hmm. as like our family unity crisis. Yeah. <laughs> but if for like whatever it is going to be Canadian, but 300 US for the cheap new Xbox as a gaming machine, basically, that I can throw in my office even and hide in the corner and you know pull out when we want to play Fortnite or something that's probably the way I'd go versus like building a $1,200 PC other than I really want to have a better streaming setup for the fun we do here at good stuff, but, and, and, and other things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I did actually open PC part picker and, and just like saw that there were, you know, some of the, the, the wizard or not wizard, what do they call it? The, the recommended builds. Right. And it was interesting to see that, you know, like you said, I think the other week there's like, there's enthusiast and basic and there's streaming or, (laughs) um, Or gaming and, and like, a couple other yeah. categories, I think you know. Like I said, if I if I were to to really go down that road, it it would one, it would probably be in a couple of years because I feel like age wise, you know, my son's almost turning seven. Most of the content that would make it worthwhile is not age appropriate yet. So it'd be like you no. know, maybe more like age ten or so, where the games that we would want to play together would be worth a current generation a gaming PC. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I I think I noted, you know, a couple of my coworkers are really into this. And and one of them was trying to buy the NVIDIA RTX 3080, which is their latest graphics card launch, which um, one, I think was something like $1,500. So more than, like, you could spend more on a single graphics card than on an entire uh, gaming rig to go for that very yeah. high end. But then two, I guess they were all sold out almost instantaneously. And I, I guess there's like some sort of whole... Scalper ecosystem going on with these graphics cards, yeah, of course. And it's not just <laughs> gamers because this particular card is, uh, with the right CUDA libraries, is very good at running um, certain machine learning algorithms. So if you don't want to pay like a cloud provider to uh, train your neural network models, and you get one or two of these cards, you can do a lot of data science uh, just on your local machine. Um, so there's there's also that competition in the market Um, and i think that's happened to other recent high-end graphics card releases like the was it the ti had a similar issue that all the data scientists wanted it and all the high-end gamers (laughs) wanted it uh, and there just wasn't enough supply
0: which well actually it's like 699 for this new that's part of the deal i think is the the old whatever nvidia rtx or whatever it was before gtx or something were like 1500 dollars, and these ones now are like
1: Oh, maybe, maybe that's what I was thinking Something like that. Yeah. At least at retail. Right. But yeah,
0: like then you can see them on eBay or whatever going for $40,000 or something like somebody, Um, which I can see even like the stream, you can see now the the, the age we're in with live streaming and gamers and stuff is like, if Ninja or whoever is some guy, gamer is like the first one to have the RTX 3080, like he gets a million eyeballs on his stream right away over somebody else who doesn't have that just because it's like, well, we got to see what this game looks like now with this great new. Right thing and there's actually uh, the other part of it is for podcasters the i think it's the oh there's the five minute warning the uh i gotta pipe that in it's funny um but anyways they have um uh there's some sort of nvidia software for like uh doing not only on the video side but on your if you're doing streaming and you're recording your mic and stuff it has like a software built in that somehow takes advantage of the gpu to do noise elimination from your recording like your mic going out as well and so that it's also partly of that because i had a bunch of people who are replying to me saying like oh actually it's like a you know a podcaster's video card somehow <laughs> so i don't know we'll see where it all goes but everybody's trying to do everything i think these days
1: I, I mean i hadn't heard of that particular case but yeah i mean you the the parallel pipelines in in a gpu are were, were optimized for throwing triangles on the screen but they can be adapted to do a lot of this sort of uh, parallel processing stuff for for all these other different applications which is i mean it's really interesting i uh, but yeah, it seems to. There's now so many markets for for that kind of highly parallel compute. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. So, anyways, we'll have to see where that goes. That's where I think there probably is like a, a justification for 25 cents, like our video game podcast, to you know have a, a write off, a tax write off, like a <laughs> building building a PC of some sort. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Down the road, business it's expenses. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you just have to have. As I'm always reminded by my wife and an accountant, is uh, you have to actually make money to have a write off against it but
1: yeah either way we'll figure <laughs> that's, that. that's true we we're not we're not bringing in those uh those nvidia sponsorships uh yet <laughs> exactly. or the or the netflix deals
0: as uh, as my little counter on stream deck shows me there's three eyeballs and two of which are probably in my browser right now but uh, call us nvidia if you want yes. <laughs> Uh, um, so I don't have a 15 minute timer, but uh, I'll do the five minute timer three times because we've allotted 15 minutes for
1: Apple Corner. So yeah, Apple, um, Apple this week, it's, it's been a big week.
0: You're, you're referencing Marco Orment over on ATP, XNL tech podcasts, about Apple TV as a gaming platform. And what did you, what were you disagreeing with? Y-
1: yeah. So I think, um, you know, he's, I think there's a couple of things that he's kind of just negative on is, is that the, the combination of like, well, people aren't going to buy this box to play games. You know, there's no controller bundle. There aren't any games available for it. Um, and and in particular, in their in their latest episode of ATP, he was he doesn't know anyone talking about playing new games on arcade, and so I think that's more just a a selection bias on his part. Like he, the particular tech sphere he's in, isn't playing arcade. But I see a lot of people talking about the new releases pretty positively as they come out, not just the ones mm-hmm. that we've decided to play on the show for the show, but um, I think he he did have a good point about sort of the pricing tier and that it's, it's a, a, a fairly premium price. I think we've talked before about how the Apple TV 4k is, um, even refurbished quite a bit more than a lot of the other streaming sticks, but it can kind of do more. Um, but it's not an entirely premium experience yet. You know, it doesn't come with a controller bundle. Um, you know, it, the, the low end new Xbox is, comparable to the high-end Apple TV and can obviously do a lot more and play a lot more powerful games. Um, uh, that, and that was something that, that Syracuse on the show was kind of talking about. So it was interesting to hear them talk about it. I mean, they obviously have a very different uh, gameplay experience than I do, whereas in my mind, I've been playing arcade games now for uh, basically a year, mostly on my iPhone, a little bit on the iPad, sometimes with the controller. And really itching for um, that that full screen experience, especially having had the the Switch the last several months and seeing the appeal of some of these more casual games, but on the big screen, and really wanting some of these arcade games to to show up there. So it was it was a little surprising. I, I think you know it's just a different um, a different attitude, different priorities. But it feels like with with the new right hardware release they could really um, decide to to emphasize it as a as a center of their their services support and I think it's going to become more valuable well we can get into this in the in the event but um, you know they at the Apple event they announced this Apple Fitness plus and it requires an Apple watch and it sure seems like you want to be watching that on your big screen TV on your Apple TV right. Yeah. And maybe they'll put out a yeah. Fitness Plus app for other platforms like they've done with Apple TV Plus, but that seems like the 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 other piece that's now would sit on top of improved Apple TV hardware that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I can't imagine the licensing and arranging of like, because they had to go out to Xbox and and Android and uh, all the various platforms to get Apple TV's app to be installed on their hardware or software or whatever platforms and then now to go do it again for um fitness plus i don't i don't know maybe they will um but i could see them just promoting it somewhere and then like pushing you out to your ipad or app or iphone to watch the videos for now and i guess maybe they're seeing if if the fitness plus part will take off the way that they hope it does but um it is one of those things where now they're they're big time into the content game because you can't have the same 10 videos workout videos playing for very long before people get tired of them and uh and then also having like generating live videos, so obviously new videos each week, and in addition to all the stuff they're doing for Apple TV Plus as well, which uh, is a whole other realm. And uh, the only thing I can think of, I was thinking like with the Apple TV, the hardware is there, and the and the Apple Arcade side of things, it's just waiting for some sort of critical mass of games that they want to have ready to go alongside all the Apple TV Plus stuff that they want to have ready to go, like sort of kind of like a an Apple One bundle that which they announced. But in terms of the hardware side, where they can, you know, get it down, whatever they're fighting with, you know, hardware-wise to get it down to a price that makes sense, uh, where they, they, they will always want to make money, being Apple, right. on the hardware sale, even though they're making money on the, the software side, I'm assuming, like the services side of this as well. I don't think the Apple TV Plus stuff is free. I mean, it is free right now, but like <laughs> in the long run, they're. I don't think they're planning to lose money off on the software side. So. I'm hoping they can get it. They're just like waiting for the critical mass of of services to line up and media content, as well as getting the hardware down to a price point where they can afford to make money at it while offering it at a price that is lower than, like, like you said, you hear like John Siracusa would talking about like the Apple TV hardware price compared to a low end Xbox X. I don't know why, unless you're a diehard Apple fan, why you would be even considering the Apple TV 4K when you could get this Xbox that does all of what the, the Apple TV does and more right? Uh, for your family. Like if you had to have one box. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. And there just aren't, um, there just aren't the exclusives, right? Like it's not, it's not like the other consoles where, you know, like th- if there's a certain game series you want to be in on, you're going to have to get a, pick up a certain console. I mean, it, you know, if you want a Mario game, it's going to be on switch. It's going to be on the current Nintendo yeah. console. Um, so, I and I don't think there's anything in arcade that's, that's that uh, tier yet, and I, I don't know what, if they would, you know, kind of like what they're doing with with Apple TV Plus, where they're licensing, you know, they're going to the film festival circuit and, and licensing these, um, uh, you know, maybe people or or shows that already have a following to to kind of get the interest there. There's some really great games in arcade yeah. as we've discussed, but it doesn't feel like there are any of the the really big names yet. Um, you know, they're, they're certainly the ones that are well-known iOS developers. Um, you know, we've talked about like, like us too and, and, uh, Zach Gage and, and so forth, you know, but that they're not well-known like, like, uh, like a major, um, Xbox or or PlayStation title is well known.
0: Yeah, it's hard to imagine a world where, like, I think they're hoping just like with Apple TV. Like right now, the I've been tweeting about. I know, I think you've watched some, like John or Ted Lasso, not John. I'm looking at John. Yeah, but Ted Lasso, the show on on Apple TV Plus, is an amazing, great show. I'm about five episodes in, I think, and uh, and loving it, and and talking about it. Right, like I'm sharing it on Twitter. I shared it on Facebook. Like, hey, you got to watch the show. But like, I don't see many people saying like for Apple Arcade games, like, oh man, you have to check out you and I do like in our discord, like the good stuff discord, we're sharing them as they, as new announcements come up, but mainly because we have a podcast that was kind of built around that. And, and it's not like, it's fairly rare other than, um, yeah, it's fairly rare for us to be like so excited about a game that you're like, you have to like, it's worth signing up for five bucks right for the month to play this game on Apple Arcade. Whereas yeah, like the Apple TV shows and stuff, it's, it has that there's an, even like a, uh, what game, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the reason. Oh, like Tony Hawk. I I bought Tony Hawk for Xbox, talking about it, saying like, hey, if you like this kind of stuff, you should play, you should pick this game up for 60 bucks. In addition to having an Xbox or something to play it on, you should pick it up. Um, but Apple Arcade, I've never really been compelled that way. And I don't see it as being a thing. Like, I think they want it to be good enough so that you you enjoy your subscription and are willing to pay for it and happy to have it and have warm fuzzies about Apple as a whole ecosystem for your media diet but I don't know that they're ever going to be like we now have Mario or whatever <laughs> on Apple Arcade so
1: but yeah I mean so I think I've I've even fallen off from even like tweeting that much about the the arcade games I've been playing I mean I guess partially I've been saving it for the show which is maybe uh not what Apple wants me to do <laughs> right uh right. <laughs> I my my tweets probably get more impressions than we get downloads um <laughs> as sad as that may be um but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's always felt like it was partially a project to sort of shore up the game developers in the iOS, iPadOS uh, ecosystem, right? Which is that Apple's got a silly amount of money and they can use it to make sure that good games keep being made. Um, you know, because for various complicated reasons, they haven't done that good of a job of keeping the sort of race-to-the-bottom free-to-play stuff off the store. Um, yeah. Now, that, that said, there, there are a bunch of new features in iOS 14 that look pretty interesting that are arcade related. Uh, some of them I've already played with. So um, I think we've talked on a previous episode about the limitations of the arcade tab in the App Store, and they're, they're making some improvements. So they've added a coming soon section, um, and I'm kind of quoting from the release notes here. That gives you a sneak peek at upcoming Apple Arcade games, uh, so you can automatically download them as soon as they come out. Uh, so that's interesting, right? Like you hear about a game uh, that's yeah. coming, you might it might not be available for a week or two, so then you forget about it, and then it's not for a few more weeks before you are back in the App Store, and you are like, oh yeah, that's one of the new games. Whereas here, you can you can say, I want this when it comes out. It's kind of a pre order, uh, but within your arcade subscription, and that'll just show up on your phone or other device. Uh, when it when it actually comes out on on the relevant, usually Friday. And they've got a, a see all games um, view with better sorting and filtering, um, some game center related stuff. You can see achievements uh, both in the App Store and in the game center view within each app. Um, and uh, the thing that makes me a little happy is because I actually missed the dedicated game Center app green felt at all is there's now a, a game center dashboard. It's kind of buried in settings or you can get to it when you're in the game center view within an app to see your full, full profile, all your manager, friends, your achievements across every game, game center supporting game you've played uh, leaderboards and so forth. So, you know, it seems like they're maybe setting the groundwork for more of the social parts of it again, to kind of get that, that flywheel going again of what, what gets people to try out uh new games i know i mean what whenever game center came in was that like ios five or six i i don't remember yeah um it was a while ago but you know i i i liked hunting achievements in you know angry birds and whatnot and it, it looks like I, I still have those all. Those are all in some iCloud system somewhere uh, uh, that I've gotten across all the various iOS games I've tried. Yeah,
0: it's too bad they didn't, like, again, like, the gamifying part of it is in the Apple Arcade, but, like, being able to share that, like, it seems such an easy, no-brainer thing, like, you're on your phone already, tweet out, tweet out an achievement or, or whatever, um, whereas, like, even on Xbox and PlayStation, I can very quickly tweet out a clip from a game. Like if, if I wanted to share stuff and it feels like the phone is just such a natural platform for that kind of multitasking, socially connected, always on kind of thing, like having the games be social enabled, I guess, or whatever, which it sounds kind of yucky in a marketing sense, but like the, just that ability to like share the stuff that you're doing with your friends seems to be the, like a fun thing to add to this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And Apple has always just kind of fumbled at that part of it and achievements feels like a really natural thing too where it's like hey i just got twenty thousand points or whatever in this tony hawk trick on xbox and i want to share that or whatever the game is on apple arcade that you might be playing and you want to like you know bug your friend that you got it first or whatever you know that kind of stuff so the apple one bundles are you is that something that's gonna help you or is it kind of just like now it's all there so
1: it's it's hard it's hard to say it depends on exactly how we break it down so um Right now, I believe our total monthly is between iCloud storage, Apple Arcade, and Apple Music. It, we're we're looking at thirty a month U.S. And we're currently getting Apple TV Plus for free from when my wife upgraded her iPhone last year, but that'll expire soon because I think they said it was just mm-hmm. going to be a year free. So, uh. Thirty covers the middle tier, the family tier of Apple One, but it's less iCloud storage than we pay for. So we would it would cover keeping Apple TV Plus around after the the free year expires, but we'd probably have to still add more storage because we just between the two of us we just have too many photos plus our device backups. So uh, it so we get past I think the two hundred gigabytes that's in that plan. So then we're starting to look at well then you go up to the premier tier and it's basically the same price you know it's it's we wouldn't be saving money but we'd be paying roughly what we pay now and we'd also get News Plus which none of us care about sorry whoever runs that team at Apple <laughs> um, and uh, and Fitness Plus so I think um, you know uh, as I mentioned we I I I've decided to upgrade my watch which will apparently come with three months of Fitness Plus so if I if I like that after after 3 months you know then would think about going up to that higher tier uh, of the bundle uh, to keep that going um and uh you know i could i could see myself doing some of those um we've had the the peloton subscription you can get without the bike we we did not spend a silly amount of money on a super fancy <laughs> bike but you know they have some good you know yoga and and um weights and and other courses that you can just do on their, on their app and video and, and Apple fitness plus feels similar. So I think, uh, something I would think about, uh, after, after my watch arrives, uh, did you end up getting yourself a a birthday present with that, with that, uh, watch money you had set aside?
0: Yeah. So just in brief, I guess the Apple TV or the Apple one thing too, I was gonna say we're similar We're the two terabyte we're, we're in the two terabyte iCloud Mm -hmm. storage tier just because we passed i could think it's that's where it's so frustrating about the way they price iCloud storage is we're 250 gigabytes or something so i guess i could go through and like find old videos and find whatever that we don't really need anymore and maybe get us down to 190 and save some a few bucks a month Mm -hmm. but they get you because it's that's pain and so i'll just give my money to apple and not have to worry about it to get the two terabyte Mm -hmm. is where it jumps to um but anyways yeah so that's where the premier one is kind of going to be probably where we end up uh we'll see how much the it's all you know we'll see with the Canadian pricing obviously too right but um the yeah and news plus again I don't ever look at I (laughs) ironically just last night my wife and I both had upgraded our phones to iOS 14 and we both sent each other the same link because we had the, one of the widgets on the home screen by default that I'd added and she had added I guess as well had a News Plus link to like a it was some COVID related thing or whatever that we were talking about and I was downstairs and she was upstairs and we both like basically texted to each other because it both appeared on our phones at the exact same time <laughs> in the widgets thing which is the first time we've ever interacted either of us really with News Plus in any meaningful way so I guess hooray for Apple your widget worked and we 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 clicked a link yeah. <laughs> for you Yeah, for whatever that's worth But but yeah it's definitely not a thing that we're regularly reading I, I I like the idea of it and I wish it would succeed on whether I want to it to pay for it or not. But I don't it just doesn't feel like it's a, a thing that's gonna take off. But yeah, the fitness plus part as well as the storage part, and then getting Apple Arcade bundled in kind of feels like, well, I'd like to think that I would work out more if I had a fancy fitness plus instructor. I, I think they are counting on exactly
1: that kind of thinking, uh, for people who turn it on and, and maybe don't even uh consume the streaming resources. Um but yeah, I mean, um, like I said, I, I don't I haven't done this video class as much, but when I do, it's it it seems like a nice way to do it. And and obviously right now, uh preferable to being outside, at least this week with the smoke, and uh also preferable to yeah. trying to go to a gym uh during during COVID. So it seems like I'm sure they've been working on this for a long time, but it seems like they um their timing uh for launching this kind of service is is kind of lucky uh for tragic yeah. regions, reasons. Yeah.
0: So yeah, did you we both did the Apple watch thing this week without actually talking. It looks like we actually both ordered the same color anyways of case. Yes. As they
1: call it. Yes. The, the blue jumped out at me. Um, I had been, I have been, uh, wearing what was originally my wife's, uh, rose gold series three. Um, she upgraded two years ago and, and I wanted to try it out cause I wasn't sure if I actually wanted it. And then I've stuck with it and now I'm ready to, to get all the new heart health features and all that good stuff. Um, when i when i ordered the I, I picked one of the slightly fancier bands that i like the look of and it wasn't going to be available until almost the end of november um i guess supply <laughs> reasons so i i went i downgraded back to the to the basic the basic band and now that's coming like first week of october so it'll be it'll be kind of a fall birthday present for me as, as well um and then uh i'm gonna trade in this old watch i actually checked with my dad who's currently a fitbit guy but had always said like oh you know maybe i would try the apple watch if if you ever decide you don't want yours anymore but he said he didn't he didn't want it anymore he likes he likes what he has with his little his little fit basic fitbit um that does heart rate i think
0: yeah the uh i did the uh, blue as well and i'm seeing you got the 40 mil millimeter case and i did the 40. i've never had an apple watch mm-hmm. so now i'm like second guessing myself as to whether i, I was thinking like well bigger i'm a guy with the, you know hands and arms that are guy size, I guess, or whatever, I think average size, but like now I'm questioning whether I should, yes, I,
1: I have below average wrists, So I, okay. I, I find <laughs> I've always found that like a, you know, like a standard, like men's Ironman man watch or whatever just looks absolutely massive. So that's why I've always stuck with the smaller size. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think a 44, uh, looks that big t- on, on most, most people, men or women, but at least on, on my wrists, I found it, it looks too large. Uh, right. I think you get bigger tap targets. So,
0: yeah. And that's kind of what I was thinking is like, I mean, getting older too, eyes don't have uh, reading glasses yet or anything, but my wife actually just upgraded to upgraded, whatever added, got <laughs> <laughs> whatever the right word is, uh, reading glasses too. And it's like, oh, well, I know it's on the horizon. So like, it seems to me a bigger screen is going to be better in the long run. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then I hadn't actually thought of the, about the fact that like different straps or, um, straps, why am I, that sounds wrong for some reason. Vans watch band yeah that's a great word uh you know would have different availability mine is yeah end of october is what it looks like right now so um my daughter's birthday is in late october too and so she she was like excited so well if it comes on my birthday dad then i get it and you don't get it yeah.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> anything uh, but, that comes into the house on her birthday is just hers by fiat <laughs> I, I like it
0: yeah, it's, it's especially in these times. But it, but it is interesting, like I've never had an Apple Watch. We've never had an Apple Watch in our family. And so in this, these days where like, yes, I could go to Best Buy probably and try one on technically. I don't really, I'm not keen on doing that. I'm not that desperate to have an Apple Watch in pandemic times to go try it on at the store, knowing mm-hmm. who knows who's actually tried it on as well, et cetera. But, um, but yeah, as far as fits and and all those things, it is kind of a funny thing to be buying just sight unseen and uh, without actually trying one on and, and anything but we'll see it's uh like we can always return it i guess too but um yeah i i've made a goal to myself anyways and to to my family with it that i was like i'm gonna weigh myself do like a the measure the health measurements on when i get it and then if a year from now i'm the same or worse then i'm going to not keep on like i might sell it or whatever but i'm not going to upgrade again and mm mm-hmm. Get on this Apple Watch cycle because that's kind of what it worried me. I knew I would enjoy having one the same way that I enjoyed having an iPhone once I had one. But then once I had one, I was like, now I have to keep buying it. And I'm committing to every couple of years, anyways. I don't know. What, what how long have you had your you you said you like a couple of years?
1: Yeah. So so my wife got it, I guess, three years ago, and then uh use it, then decided to upgrade for the newer heart uh features at the time on I guess the series four. And so I, when we were deciding, oh, do we just trade this one in? And I was like, Oh, well, I'll try it. And yeah, I've, 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 gotten into mostly the activity tracking and the sleep tracking actually, which is now upgraded in, in iOS 14 slash watchOS seven. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of getting back into like the game stuff that we usually talk about, like there is a little bit of that game element of, you know, seeing where you compare to like certain friends and, and coworkers, uh, you know, fe- fellow good stuff host, Aaron and I, I think are activity friends and. Uh, you know, he always wallops me on the on the ring completion, uh, especially right now because um, I used to basically fill it by my like normal daily routine like walking up and down the stairs to my office at, at, at work because I'm on the fifth floor. Um, or, or walking to and from the bus or, or walking my son to and from school. And obviously all of that is not happening right now. So, (laughs) um, I have not been compensating sufficiently with, you know, just dance and Peloton videos or maybe soon fitness plus videos. So I, I gotta figure something else out there to just kind of stay active with, with work from home continuing for at least several more months, uh, for me, um, and, and school, uh, likely being not in person for several more months here in Seattle. Um, but yeah, I, 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 think I feel like over the last two years that I've been using it, it has incentivized me to think about my activity levels a little bit more, um, and building that into my routine a little bit more.
0: That's what I'm thinking is like, at least if I'm thinking about it, that's half the battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I don't, even if I don't actually do anything, at least I've thought about it, Yeah, which is, it's the thought that counts. So, uh, all right. Um, in five minutes on returning games, let's see if we can hit this one. What? uh, yeah, so you've you got some actual games, real, real world yes, games. Yes, yeah, here. physical, physical, physical games.
1: Uh, physical games. Um, I think uh, I've been attending some, some PAX stuff this week. We'll talk about that maybe next episode after PAX Online fully wraps up. But, um, you know, my son has always been into uh, board games for, for a long time since he's been able to play them. And uh, I know you've mentioned your your kids have been on a Catan kick. And uh, just the other day, it was like, hey, let's play, let's play Star Trek Catan. And, and we played, uh, we played a game. Um, uh, he he almost beat me, but I took uh, longest road. Well, it's called longest trade route, or th- I think in in the Star Trek version. That's awesome. Um, uh, at the at the end, but yeah, it's I mean, Catan's a, a great game, and and actually the thing I like the most about the Star Trek version is there are these extra bridge crew cards that like kind of even out the randomness a little bit. So like if you have Spock, you can play him to draw a resource when you wouldn't have gotten one otherwise. So that can like be really helpful to make the difference between getting totally stuck or not in the early game. Um, Or you like Kirk protects you from having to discard your hand. If it's over seven, when the seven is rolled little, little things like that, that kind of even out the game a little bit. Otherwise everything's just one-to-one equivalent. You know, there's, there's the five types of resources and there's the different um, development cards and so forth. Um, But yeah, that, that's a, that's a fun one. Um, that that uh, we've had for a while. Um, I don't know it, 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 your kids still playing so life and Catan and whatnot. Yeah, so
0: we're actually the last. I think it was last weekend. Actually, my wife was out shopping and they decided to pick up a new board game. And uh, ironically, or funny enough, or sadly, I don't know whatever it is, but they picked up Pandemic, which I don't know if you've ever played. Yes, Pandemic. Yeah, Um, very good game. And obviously, in these times, it's it's a weird kind of fun game to play in a morbid kind of sense i guess um but we uh and so for anybody who's curious about the game if you've never played it it's basically you work together as a team trying to stop a pandemic from happening in the world or that is happening and from taking over the world and basically it's you against the disease or multiple diseases as the case maybe um and this is the original. There's a whole bunch of expansions. There's actually a really unique version of Pandemic you can get. That's I forget which one. Pandemic Legacy, I think it's called, where you play.
1: Yes, that's that's the version we have. Um, oh yeah. So that that's really interesting. We're we're in like August, I think. So you know several rounds into the game, but every round is like the base game, but every time you win or lose, stuff changes permanently on the board and gets harder and harder. Um, it it's it's pretty fun, but it's, it's almost starts to get in, into the too challenging, uh, at times or too frustrating.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what I, what I was wondering with that one. Cause you're kind of like, you know, obviously the, the game is like a one playthrough, but it's like 16 to 20 sessions or something. I, fig- I mm-hmm. think is what I read one where one place anyways, but, um, but yeah, it's, it, it was funny actually that we played the game and then that night's, and it's not like it'd be 10 age, 10 plus I don't know what the official board game is, but at least in our household, the seven-year-old is not super interested in it. It's a little more uh esoteric i guess or whatever to sort of track what's going on um she gets plays along occasionally but it's uh definitely not like yeah right up her alley the same way other games are but uh but yeah our oldest even when the night we played it i was putting him to bed and he was like i think that game kind of got into my head a bit because i was feeling really stressed (laughs) about the pandemic (laughs) and (laughs) trying to defeat the pandemic. And yeah. And so uh, it's, yeah, it can definitely mess with you a little bit as you're playing with it. If you don't, you know, obviously you're not able to step step out of the game as what it is, but uh,
1: yeah. And and I would say we're a big fan of those, those co-op style games right now, board games, because, um, you know, where it's, where it's the family versus the board, because that's a good way to get like uh, my, my almost seven year old into some of these games. It's like, he's, he's pretty good at games, you know, conceptually, but like he doesn't always want to make the optimal strategic choices. And then, you know, if you're playing against uh, him and kind of trying to give him hints and he's like, no, I want to do it this way. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to like totally run away with this. (laughs) That's, that's not very fun for either of us. Although, um, you know, I think we try pretty hard to teach the value of the fun is in the playing of the game and not necessarily in the winning of the game. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely would recommend, you know, Pandemic is a collaboration between Matt Leacock, the co-op guy, and Rob Davio, the legacy guy. But Leacock's other games in the Forbidden series are great, the co-op games. So Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, and Forbidden Sky. Uh, any of those are are really fun, you know, family versus the board uh, games, if you haven't played them. Oh, yeah. Um, Good. Yeah.
0: That's good to know. Yeah, There's
1: some, there's some, ones we we definitely miss being able to go up to our local game store right up the hill and, uh, play game demos. Um, they, they're open for business, for sales, but you can't, you can't stay in the store right now. Um, and that was, that was a regular yeah. activity for us, uh, on the weekends was be we go over and check out a game or two from the library. And, you know, we, there were a couple of games where we'd set them up and play five minutes and be like, nope, <laughs> this one's not for us. <laughs> um, so we, we definitely miss that. Yeah.
0: And actually for anybody with pandemic, oh, just going back to that one. It's kind of funny because you can, because it's the team of you against the disease, against the board in that sense, if there's any control freaks in your family or people who have controlling tendencies, that will also come out in this game because basically, like my eldest realized,
1: he could just play the game by himself, really. And just kind of dictate uh, everyone else's turns, yeah.
0: Yeah, because finally halfway through the game. We're like, OK, just you know what? You're going to chill because and we're going to let them say what their move might be. And then we'll all talk about it versus you <laughs> taking the turn for them, basically. Because, yeah. yeah, we even I was like, you know what? I'm going to draw the card this time, I think, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but anyways, all sorted out. Yeah, there, there's
1: you know, lots everybody. of fun games out there and, and we, we certainly enjoy playing them. Uh, but yeah, you yeah. do have to manage the family dynamics side of it for sure
0: but uh with uh with that we'll leave you that and uh you can find us on twitter twitter.com slash 25c arcade and thank you for listening to this podcast our video game podcast slash song exploder wannabe on netflix <laughs> uh <laughs> and you can find me on twitter i'm i chris
1: and you can find me on twitter and most everywhere else as ultra nerd that's n-u-r-d and uh like we said you
0: can find 25 cents wherever you listen to podcasts be sure to check out our good stuff patreon patreon.com slash good stuff if you want to join the the uh oh there's the timer. <laughs> join the Patreon, join our Discord and uh join the, timer is the conversations. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye.